going on guys welcome to the next level experience the only place you need to be to take your mind body spirit and bank account to the next level so let's go ahead and dive on in to the deep end on today's topic what is going on guys welcome to the next level experience the only place you need to be to take your mind body spirit and yes even your bank account to the next level i am your host with the most and i'm not talking about the oreos even those even though they are delicious i am michael barfield if you do not know me i am a online nutrition coach i am also a weight loss specialist as well i am also a strength coach as well at the high school level uh, so i've worked with many different uh, division one athletes or high school athletes that's gone on to become division one athletes and i'm just your friendly neighborhood health coach who is here to make the world a better and healthier place one day at a time because i want to leave it better than whenever I found it. So today's topic is episode one. And I was kind of scratching my head on what we're going to talk about. I was scratching my head, like, what are we going to cover on the first episode? And like, keep in mind, like, this is kind of like the 2.0 version of my podcast. You know, we started with um, the Taking Control podcast with Michael Barfield And to be honest, I was listening back to some of the recordings and some of the episodes. And I've done a lot of growing this year, not only as a business owner, not only as a person, but as a man. And I've really dialed into like the legacy I want to leave behind. I've really dialed into like the message I want to live my life by. And just listening to some of the recordings, I was like... I understand like where I was coming from with this, but it was just not serving my mission in life. It was not serving my purpose. It was not fulfilling my purpose in life. So we've kind of, to be honest, we scrapped that podcast. We got rid of like 65 episodes. Yes, 65. And that's a good bit because like most podcasts, I don't think they make it past like podcast. I think it's seven, something like that. But you know, really, I kind of decided today after thinking about that and, you know, kind of realizing, you know, we just kind of need to re-scrap or not re-scrap, but scrap and revamp the podcast. It kind of, you know, made me think, hey, why don't we just talk about our life's mission? And I'm not just talking about mine. I'm talking about yours as well. And for the new listeners out there, we're going to talk about my story as well. So you're going to get a little bit of insight about me and a little bit of uh, background history on me and what I've went through in life. So let's just go ahead and dive into the deep end with this. So I grew up in a very small Southern conservative town, very much a red state, very much a very blue collar, right leaning place. That's where I grew up, Um, you know, where everybody loved Jesus Um, You know, you worked at the same place for like 50 years, then you retired or, you know, you, you know, kind of worked until you died, to be honest with you. Um, Wasn't the healthiest living situation uh, whenever it comes to a health standpoint, whenever it comes to a mental health standpoint as well. um, It was not very 
uh, open-minded to what depression is and what suicide is and what anxiety is and all this stuff. Um, most of the time, suicide was just seen as, oh, you commit suicide, you go to jail, or go, <laughs> you go to jail, you go to hell. And, you know, growing up in that environment really kind of, you know, messed with me a lot because I never felt like I could voice who I am. I couldn't voice what I wanted to be. I couldn't voice, you know, the person inside of my spirit, you know, that I am. And, you know, the older I got and the more things I went through, you know, the more I realized that it's okay to be different. It's okay to not fit the mold, if you will. It's okay to voice who you are. It's okay to voice your mission out. It's okay to say, hey, this is what I stand for. This is my core values. This is my core beliefs. And a lot of my core values and core beliefs, you know, stimulate from growing up in an abusive home. Um, You know, my dad was a drug addict and an alcoholic. um, And, you know, he was very abusive towards my mom and I. Um, You know, him walking out on my mom and I, I kind of beat myself up a lot as a young kid. And that made me turn to food because like that was my comfort. You know, that, that was kind of how I comforted myself with my dad not being there with like feeling the pressure of, you know, feeling like, okay, Hey, you're the man of the house. Now, whenever my mom never put that pressure on me, I put that pressure on myself. It just, it made me turn to food and like it kind of spiraled out of control. And by the time I knew it, I was 330 pounds almost at 15 which is super unhealthy and like not good for you at all. Um, like being 300 plus pounds in itself is like very unhealthy, but being 15 and being over 300 pounds, it's very scary. Um, you, you know, that led being that obese and that overweight kind of led to me being mega depressed. You know, it led to my battles with depression. It led to my battles with anxiety. You know, I never felt like I fit in. I never felt like I fitted the mold. I was, like, I always felt like the black sheep. And, like, even today, like, I'm very quick to tell people that I'm the black sheep of where, I, where I'm from, and that's fine. Um, But, you know, 15-year-old Mike, who was 300-plus pounds, who couldn't get a girlfriend, who felt like his friends weren't really his friends, you know, he couldn't, you know, work through that. And, like, he couldn't really open up to anybody just based off the fact that, you know, where I'm from, that's not a typical thing to deal with. Like most people don't open up about their emotions. Most people don't open up about their struggles with mental health. And it made me bottle all of that up. And unfortunately it made me try and commit suicide. Um, you know, my first attempt was at 16. Um, not, well, I won't say not many people know about it. A lot of people know about it. Um, but at that time, Nobody really knew about it. You know, I kept it hid pretty well. Um, you know, as you see, it, as you can tell, you know, I failed. But, you know, looking back at that time, you know, I just looked back at the mic I was then, and that mic was just so broken. You know, he had a lot of pressure that he put on himself. He had a lot of trauma that, you know, he was kind of, he was working for, or excuse me, that he was working through, um, you know, there was just a lot of healing that needed to happen at such a young age. And, you know, I felt like I couldn't talk to anybody just because of like where I'm from. And I didn't feel like, you know, my friends would understand 
because like I thought my friends were like all cool and like most of my friends were like super in shape, super good good sports. Like I was like, okay, they're too cool. You know, they don't want to really listen to this. Like they don't know what this is like. Um, so I kind of like went throughout high school, you know, I played football, you know, I played soccer. I wasn't the best in the world at either. Um, you know, kind of graduated high school, then got into college and getting into college, I discovered the gym and I started working out, started eating better. Then I discovered bodybuilding. Then I discovered, um, you know, the beauty of, you know, actually committing to a goal and I was dating somebody at that time whenever I was in college. And, you know, her and I dated all throughout college. And we're going to get to that in a second. Um, but one of the biggest things that I really discovered about myself is you have to open up. And, you know, I'm going to get into a story in a minute that, like, I really wish that I opened up more about my struggles with something. And, you know, getting into college, like, it really taught me that I needed to open my mind. I needed to open my soul. I needed to open my spirit. I needed to open my heart a lot more um, towards people. And, like, I need to be more embracing of people. I need to love people more. Uh, I went throughout college, you know, lost a little bit of weight here and there. Um, I think I worked down to, like, 250. So I went from, like, 330 in high school to, like, 250. By the time I left college, you know, still kind of chunky, still kind of overweight, you know, could like still have like maybe 40 pounds to lose. So still a good bit of weight to lose. But like my life from a health standpoint was getting a lot better. Mentally, not so much. Mentally, I was still battling depression, still battling anxiety. Uh, you know, that relationship that I brought up briefly, um, that came to an end. It was a very toxic relationship. Um, you know, that kind of broke me even more because I was at the point where I was like, okay, cool. You know, this was the person I thought I was spending the rest of my life with. And thankfully it's not because, you know, I wouldn't have the beautiful fiance that I have now if, you know, I've stayed the route with her, but it left me feeling abandoned. Just like whenever my dad walked out, it left me feeling abandoned. I was like, okay, cool. Like here we are in this state of you know, being abandoned again, how do we deal with it? I knew I couldn't turn to food. And, like, I knew, like, turning to food, like, what route that would go down. I knew that would put me back in a spot to where I'm over 300 pounds again. And, like, we know what, what that's like, and, you know, we don't want to go through that again. So I started turning to alcohol and sex. Now, in, in between, like, I would say in between graduating college and this breakup, I hired my first, um, like actual official, like health coach, um, Stacy Burr, a lot of, a lot of people may know her through the powerlifting world. She's a badass. Um, she was actually my coach from late 2015 till 2018, something like that. Um, but I met her, she changed my life. She really like introduced me to actual structural bodybuilding. She introduced me to actual powerlifting. She actually introduced me to kind of like the coaching world, if you will. Um, so working with her, you know, I lost a lot of weight and like I did my first bodybuilding show, but something just happened to where after that show was over, I had nothing else to focus on. I, like after my first show was done, I had nothing to take away, you know, 
the pain. I had nothing to you know, keep my mind preoccupied from the negative thoughts, you know, feeling like I wasn't good enough for anybody, feeling, feeling like I wasn't good enough for my dad, for my mom, for my family, for my friends, for, you know, that ex that left me. And it made me turn to drinking. Um, cause like I said, like we already knew what food would do. So turning to drinking was kind of the caveat to that, if you will. You know, we kind of bounced to picking up the bottle. And unfortunately, we also picked up a bad habit of sleeping around. Um, so from like the age 20, I want to say 23 to 25, 22, 23 to 25, something like that. I spent most of my time drinking and like sleeping around. Um, I lived a very bachelor lifestyle. I lived a very reckless lifestyle um, just because I wasn't willing to face my problems head on. I wasn't willing to learn who I was. I wasn't willing to learn who I am as a person, as a man. I wasn't willing to start the healing process from all my traumas. And, you know, it got so bad to the point to where I lost my job. Um, You know, I was working for a university um, that, well, correction, I was working for the university that I graduated from with my bachelor's. And, you know, I made some stupid decisions um, just because I I was living a very reckless life and I lost my job. Still to this day, even working for myself, that was probably like my most favorite job in the world, just because I loved the department I was in. I loved the people that I worked with. I loved my boss. Um, I loved everything about it. Like I truly loved that job. And like, I know the relationship ended terribly because I'm a dumbass, but still to this day, excuse me, you know, I tell people all the time, like if they would take me back, Oh, absolutely. Like I'll do it in a heartbeat just because like I loved what I did and I loved who I worked for. And, like, I, I love the department that I was in. But I digress on that. So, lost my job. And, excuse me, lost my job and picked up a part-time job at the vitamin shop. And, like, I went from you know, making around, like, 35000 a year, which at, like, 23 is, like, not terrible. Um, especially, like, just starting out of college. I went from that to making like, I think like nine bucks an hour or something like that. And I ended up at the point to where I had to move out of my apartment. I had to move into my mom's old house and like I paid no bills. Um, not, not cell phone bill, not a car bill, not a light bill, not a Wi-Fi bill. A lot of people would say, dude, you had it made. You paid no bills. Like, like where did all of your money go? Alcohol. Legit, all of my money went towards food and alcohol and gym memberships. Because keep in mind, I'm, I'm still bodybuilding at this time. And like I'm an active alcoholic. So I'm killing my liver seven days a week, then going to the gym and killing my body seven days a week. And all of this stimulates from not wanting to face my problems head on. All of this stimulates from not wanting to heal. All of this stimulates from not knowing who I am as a person and as a man. And like I lived this lifestyle for a while, and I I remember this night so viv- vividly that I could actually pretty much paint a picture. I was sitting at the bar in Buffalo Wild Wings, and I was having dinner, and I had a few beers, and I pulled my bank account up to check to make sure I had enough money in there, and I had like two hundred bucks in there. My 
bar tab was, I think, like close to 100. And I was thinking, okay, cool. After I spend this, I'm going to have like 100 bucks left. I don't get paid for like another like week and a half. I have nothing in my savings account. I have no friends. Um, I have like no girlfriend. You know, I don't have a good relationship with my family. My dad died whenever I was in my earlier 20s. He died whenever I was like 20. So like I never had a chance to fix my relationship with him. So like, sorry about that. Guys. So like it just got to the point. It just got to the point that, you know, I was tired. It got to the point to where I just, I didn't want to wake up anymore. So I left Wild Wings and drove to Walmart. And I had this plan. I was going to pick up a 24-pack. I was going to kill it all. And, like, kill it all, meaning, like, drink them all. Then I was going to finish the job. That was going to be my second and my last attempt. So, at the time, I lived on an old, like, country road. So, like, you would have to turn on this road, and it's super dark at night. Like, there's no street lamps or nothing. So, like, you can't see shit. Um, never has there ever been a roadblock on that road until that night. Pulled onto that road, started cracking them open. I think I drank, like, two of them before, like, I hit the checkpoint. And... They pulled me out the car, saw the beer, did the, like, field sobriety test and all that junk. Um, passed it, because keep in mind, like, I got really good at, like, pretending to be sober. And, you know, I kind of just had a moment to where I realized, okay, I'm getting a ticket for open container, and this cop is letting me go home. I know if I don't tell somebody now, I might not make it to tomorrow. And I legit broke down. Like, in front of the cop, I legit broke down. <clears throat> and, you know, that night, they had a cop come and stay with me. And I remember that next morning. That next morning, because I cried myself to sleep the night before, I woke up and it looked like, like somebody rubbed, like, pepper in my eyes. Like, my face was swollen. Like, my eyes were so red. And I made a promise to myself. You are never going down this path again. This is not a path that you could go down anymore. You need to figure out what the hell you're doing with your life. You're 25. You live in your mom's house. You don't pay any bills. You don't have any money to your name. You have nothing to show for in life. The few people that you that were in your corner, you drove them away. Like, what are you doing? Like, what are you doing with your life? And I made a promise to myself that day that for every day going forward since that day, I would try to impact at least one life. I would try to help at least one person grow. I would try to put one step forward in the right direction in life. And still to this day, I still have that same mentality. And the crazy thing is, I lived that way for one year, met my girlfriend which is now my fiance then I did it for another year and got back into the education field started coaching football and I officially like opened my own business because like I was a personal trainer throughout most of my 20s and I decided to open my own business online did it another year 
business started growing. Did it another year. We're now relocated to Maryland. The more I do this, the more I try to help, the more I try to help people grow, the more my life levels up. I don't ever ask people for anything. And it's often the merit that we cannot expect to receive if we're not willing to give. And I've learned that most of the time in life, people are not willing to give enough. So therefore, they do not receive. I'm telling you now, if you're willing to give more than you are willing to receive, then you'll receive in abundance. I've survived a lot of things in my life. I survived uh, abusive dad. I've survived suicide. I've survived alcoholism. I've survived being a sex addict. I've survived a lot of things. I know, like, I survived obesity as well. You got to throw that in there. I know what it's like to have that struggle. And I'm telling you, you come out on the other side of that struggle and you quickly realize, like, how, like, did I get this far gone? And that's whenever you kind of have to pull yourself out of that hole and be like, okay, what is it that I want to become? Like, what is it that I want to be in life? What is it that I want to grow into? Because keep in mind, I'm not telling you like this is going to like, it's, it's not like this process to where you wake up one morning and like everything's hunky dory and like the sun is shining and the birds are chirping and like your vision in life is so clear. It doesn't work that way. You have to sit down and do some healing. You have to sit down and ask yourself, hey, who do I want to be? Who do I want to become? What impact do I want to leave on this world? Because I'm telling you, like, I'm just like a spoke on the wheel. I'm only here for another 60 years, probably. Then after that, I'm gone. So the way I say it is I have 60 years left to do as much as I can to help people. I have 60 years left to ingrain the idea of discipline, dedication, and determination into people. I have 60 years left to teach people how to live a life full of sass. Which means service, attitude, and celerity. At the end of the day, guys, you have to learn who you are. You have to learn what your mission is in life. Because if you don't know what your mission is in life, then you're lost. If you don't know where you want to be at the end of the day, then you're lost. I think back to all the bad days that I had with my depression and addiction and abuse and everything. There's a lot of days where I just sit here and I look back and I go, hey, dude, you're fucking winning. Because I look back and I I see that kid that was abused. I see that teenager who was depressed and was too scared to talk to anybody. I see that 20-year-old who was addicted to sex and alcohol because he was hurting, because he didn't know how to talk to anybody, because society taught him, hey, guys don't talk about this. Guys don't talk about their feelings. You just man up, shut up, and take care of it. I look back 
at all three versions of myself, you know, being 30 next year, I look back at the last almost three generations of my life and I ask myself, are you on the path to becoming who you want to be? Because it doesn't matter how rocky the start might be. It doesn't matter how bumpy the road gets. It doesn't matter what obstacles you you encounter. It might be abuse. It might be addiction. It might be depression. It might be anxiety. It might be unemployment. It might be your best friend stabbing you in the back. It might be that girlfriend leaving you. Whatever it may be is part of your journey. Whatever it may be is part of the process of learning who you are. And in our Facebook group the other day, I shared this lesson. We talked about motivation. And I basically told everybody in the group that motivation is kind of like Santa Claus. Motivation is kind of like, you know, the tooth fairy, if you will. It's not real. Motivation is not a real thing. But what is a real thing is your why. Why do you want to be the person that you want to be? Why is it that you want to lose the weight? Why do you want to get rich? Why do you want that nice car? Why do you want that nice lifestyle? Why do you want to retire your wife? Why do you want to retire your parents? Why do you want to give your kids everything you could give? If your why is stronger than anything in your life, nothing will be able to stop you. Stop focusing on all of these little events that occurred in your life. Sure, I sat here these last 20 minutes and shared my life story. I shared all of, the, all of the terrible little bad things that have happened to me. I'm not doing it for empathy. I'm not doing it for you to clap for me. I'm not doing it for your love. I'm doing it to show you I'm just like you because I know somebody out there, you're battling addiction. You're battling abuse. You're battling being alone. You're battling depression. You're battling mental health problems. You're battling unemployment. You don't know how you're going to make rent in the next few days. I've been in your shoes. You can get out. You can get out of it. But it has to start with your why. And it has to start with you learning who you are. It has to start with you learning who you want to be. Because at the end of the day, if you don't know who you are, if you don't love yourself, then you're just lost wandering in the world. I love you guys. Keep in mind, live your life by the three D's. Discipline, dedication, determination. They're up on my wall in front of me. Live your life with a little bit of sass, service. Serve those around you. Attitude. Have a good one because attitude is everything. And sincerity. Be sincere to people's situations. Be sincere to those that you interact with. Because if you're not sincere, you don't really care. Guys, I love you. Follow me on Instagram at Micah's Weight Loss. Follow me on Twitter at underscore Coach Barfield. On the TikTok, underscore Coach Barfield. Uh, Also, join the Facebook group. We call it The Circle. So if you go to Facebook, just look up The Circle uh, Weight Loss Advice for Busy Parents. Feel free to join. It's a free Facebook group where we give away so much free content, so much free material. And it's just a place where we can just continue to take that one step forward in life to helping others improve their life. Love you guys. Have a beautiful day. Have a beautiful weekend. And we will touch base once again very soon.